This is The Run Home feature interview. Thanks to Mick Delivery. It has been quite the night at the sold-out All-State Arena in Chicago. Electric, to say the least. Well, if you were scrolling through your social media feeds uh, last night around, I don't know, maybe 5 p.m. New Zealand time, and you saw uh, a whole bunch of crazed wrestling fans in Chicago going nuts at the sound of and living colors, cold of personality, and a middle-aged man walking out into a 17,000 crowd with everyone chanting his name, you're wondering to yourself, what the hell was that? Well, I can tell you, it was probably the biggest kept secret in the history of pro wrestling and probably the most shocking return to WWE in history, certainly in the last 20 years uh, since uh, you go back to when the NWO and Hulk Hogan returned uh, to WWE. Uh, unbelievable. And here to discuss someone who I know is, uh, has been cashed in a lot of receipts on social media today after staking a few things, him and a, a whole bunch of other people. John Alba, a pro wrestling journalist and podcast. He uh, hosts the uh, Matt Hardy brand podcast and also works with Eric Bischoff Uh on uh, Strictly Business. John, uh, pleasure to catch up with you again. Have you recovered from what took place uh, last night, your time? I mean, I, I don't know if there's much to recover from. You know, for me, like you're saying, cashing receipts and stuff. Man, listen, I, I don't share stuff uh, unless I, I feel confident in where information is coming from. And and, you know, I don't consider myself a newsbreaker or anything like that. At this stage in the game, I'm, I'm very much more uh, a personality, if you will. But uh, the, the people that I spoke with for the last month about this, some of which are in the highest sectors of WWE, I mean, very close to the top, we're all completely in the dark on this. This, this is they, I was not lied to. Other people were not lied to. This is something that was kept extremely under wraps and came together at the very last minute. So, uh, you know, I, it's, I, I know for some people that, that may be hard to wrap their head around, but it is pro wrestling. And when, when they say never say never, uh, it, it truly is a matter of that. Yeah, uh, so what we're talking about, folks, the return of CM Punk, Phil Brooks, former UFC fighter, former WWE champion, former AEW uh, champion, who not that long ago uh, was uh, talking a whole bunch of crap about the company that he now works for. But this is the world that we live in, in, in pro wrestling. Uh, you, of course, uh, John, spent a weekend with a whole bunch of, of wrestling greats at WrestleCade in North Carolina. And this has been the biggest topic of discussion within the pro wrestling universe in the last sort of two or three weeks. Was there any inkling among some of the big names that you were hanging out that, look, maybe they might be able to get a deal done? I mean, I think everybody has felt that there's always a chance a deal could get done, but I, I don't think anyone really saw the stars aligning for Survivor Series. I think that was kind of a fever dream uh, just because of all the different factors that were being played into it, but Sometimes those stars align, right? And everything finds a way of domino affecting into one another. And I think with CM Punk's return, that's essentially exactly what happened. And the timing was right. The place was right. 
it just set itself up for creating a moment that, you know, regardless of how you feel about CM Punk, and there are plenty of reasons to feel many different ways about him, it was going to go down as an all-time memorable pro wrestling moment, and that's what we got. Uh, to paint a picture for you, John, I was watching the event with my uh, wrestling-loving uh, six-year-old daughter who has no idea who CM Punk is. She's obviously a big fan of Rhea Ripley, and she's really upset that Sasha Banks is no longer in WWE. And that music played, and I'm jumping around like a four-year-old boy uh, on Christmas morning going, oh, my God. And she's just, Daddy, what, what's wrong? What's wrong? Who is this guy? Why are you so excited? <laughs> uh, so I, I kind of had to paint her some history a little bit later on about why this was so unlikely. Uh, but from a from a you know we've, we've heard a lot in the last 24 hours about this guy's upset this guy's upset this guy's not upset which is what cm punk was going to bring no matter where he ended up uh but the most notable thing of course is the video that's emerged of seth rollins one of the highest profile wrestlers in wwe uh having a go at cm punk from the ioa looks to me like this has been this was a work as they say in the business where this is part of a scripted promo do you do and i know that you've been talking to sean ross Sapp today dave mounts has come out and said his understanding is this is part of a program that's going to happen uh, first up for CM Punk? As far as like from what the information you have gathered, do you believe that Seth's uh, frustration and anger directed towards CM Punk is part of a pro wrestling angle? Yeah, I do. I just from speaking to a few people and using some context clues, I, I think it was. Now, does that mean that Seth Rollins loves CM Punk? I, I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but I, I think. Seth is a very smart guy when it comes to understanding professional wrestling, and he realizes that reactions like that are going to be seen by people, and it's going to blur a line, and it's going to create some buzz. And I think that's exactly what he recognized, and as a result, you got that sort of reaction. What I have found really interesting today is like a lot of, and like I said, Sean Rossap, Dave Mounts are kind of reporting the same sort of things around when this deal got done. There has been talk that it was done 10 days ago. I know that that probably sounds a little bit off the track because Triple H mentioned yesterday at the press conference that it happened very, very quickly and very, very late. Uh, what What is your understanding of when this deal got done? Um, uh, sort of conflicting reports around how late in the piece that a contract was signed. I think the report was that they had a conversation 10 days ago, but I don't, I don't think the report was that the deal got done 10 years ago or 10 days ago, right. definitely not 10 years ago, 10 days ago, rather. Um, I, I think that it's something that probably came together extremely quickly. And I, I would not be surprised if it was within the last couple of days that they were able to firmly get this done. And, you know, it really does seem like a skeleton crew was aware that it actually happened of, very 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 handful a very small handful amount of people did i said in the opener john biggest the, the the biggest kept secret in the history of pro wrestling would you would you tend to go along with that given the amount of quality pro wrestling journalists that while they were reporting that anything can happen their report was it's probably not going to happen yeah i mean i tweeted that within seconds of it happening that it was the best kept wrestling secret ever i i, I firmly agree with that assertion from you i i can't think of anything that has been a more well-kept secret honestly especially when you think about who the major players are now in wwe and i don't just mean the wrestlers i mean think of the executive levels and tko and ari emmanuel and how many high leverage people there are now involved with wwe and the fact that nothing got out uh, is pretty significant 
It's it's insane. All right, uh, before I let you go, John, just quickly putting on a creative cap. This opens up a plethora of fun opportunities for WWE creatively if CM Punk plays ball. And this is probably his last chance to cement his legacy and probably end up where he wants to end up as regarded as, you know, one of the top 20 dudes of all time, which he certainly has the capability of, ability of if he can end this on the right note. Uh, but in the short term, is it as simple as booking a program through to Mania with CM Punk and Seth Rollins? It certainly seems like that could be an area you could go. You know, my, my thought process had been that it was going to be Gunther and Seth Rollins. I, I had booked this angle long ago on social media where Gunther would lose the Intercontinental Championship to Chad Gable at the Rumble and then go and win the Rumble later in the night and challenge Seth Rollins. And, and I thought that was going to be the match, honestly. And, you know, with Seth Rollins and CM Punk having the history they do now, it feels like that could be a pivot. And yeah, that's that's one of the effects, right, of bringing in a guy like Punk where you now have to maybe put a halt on some of the things that you had planned to elevate other people. And is it worth doing that where you could have put Gunther into a main event position, which not to say it still can't happen, certainly can. But uh, if that's the route you go, sure. Hypothetically speaking, maybe now's the time that you do CM Punk versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. We heard last year <laughs> they tried to get Steve Austin for WrestleMania, and he was interested, but they couldn't come up with the right creative. Who's to say that they wouldn't go back to that and do something there? We know that was a dream match for years that was teased. Uh, I mean, who can throw Roman Reigns out of the possibility, even though I think a lot of people believe that Cody's probably the guy there. Yeah. Uh, there's so many possibilities that you could go with. I'll just say this, Brad. And, and no one on the WWE creative staff was aware of this. So <laughs> any notion that there were plans for CM Punk or anything like that, uh, it's just not reality. So now they've got to rewrite TV. They've got to rewrite long-term stories that they were probably planning. And who knows where that takes you. I know you've got dinner to get to, but just one Cody Rhodes press conference bonus question, if I may. Uh, you, you posted on Twitter last night, or X, that uh, you believe that WWE hasn't been in this sort of uh, area for a long time where they literally have probably between 9 to 12 uh, men and women that can main event a premium live event. They can keep Roman Reigns off a show for, for three shows and still have quality guys and girls at the top. Uh, and I was doing the maths, and I think it probably is around 12... 12 superstars and men and women that could may have been a, a PLE. Is this a sort of uh, a golden era for, for WWE that they've been able to build in the last two years, you know, 10 to 15 legitimate headliners um, on a given, given month? I mean, I think it's massive. And, and I pointed that out because I, I think it's reflection of more cohesiveness in the storytelling and rewarding people for paying attention because, when you do that, the fans are going to get more invested in these characters, right? And these characters are allowed to be more authentically themselves, and fans are going to gravitate towards that. You know, I kind of always look, Brad, at the Armageddon 2000 Hell in a Cell main event as the gold standard for quality, top-level talent in WWE, right? Mm. You had Austin Rock, Triple H, The Undertaker, uh, Kurt Angle and Rikishi, who was probably the outlier, but guess what? He's a Hall of Famer in his own right, mm -hmm. right? So if, if you want to take Rikishi out of there, any of those five guys could have won that match, right? And it would have been believable. So when you have this group of top performers, top people who you could buy being in your main event, 
I mean, the possibilities are endless and it's only going to lead to an increase in your economic boom, your attendance boom. It's going to give you more storytelling avenues. And that's that's a huge positive right now that WWE has going for it that I'm not really sure any other promotion out there has. It is never boring being a wrestling fan, John, but right now it's kind of fun. Uh, Thank you so much for your time, man, and, and go well. Great to talk to you again. Likewise, Brad. Thank you. Run home. Thanks to Mick Delivery.